I was immediately captured by it. Um, yeah, it's a little goofy at places. It's uh, at times humorous. Uh, but it captures the essence of the gospel of the love of God for each one of us. It states in simple terms the cross and the empty tomb is truly a message of the creator of this world, his love for you and me. And it speaks to why around the world millions of people gather those who call themselves followers of Jesus, those that call themselves Christians. And this uh, Easter Sunday morning, probably more people than ever will gather in churches around the planet more today than I think on any other Sunday of the year. Even those with little or no real connection to church or faith may agree to enter the door and make an appearance on Easter. You may ask, well, why? And I think the answer is likely a, a mix of varied, but I think very understandable influences. For some, it may be kind of like hanging on to the remnants of a faith that they, or maybe even their family, once embraced. For some, it's simply about honoring expectations and not wanting to disappoint family. And so, Christmas and maybe Easter, you say, okay, I'll head to church. Some would say, you know, it's a tradition lacking substance And in that context, I'm actually okay with it. Our culture is often referred to as kind of a postmodern culture. And some within our society would say that we are also a post-Christian culture. That we are moving away from any notion of a God and especially moving away from any notion of a personal God. And some might say that that is a positive step in the evolution of man. So for some, they might say the farther we can distance Easter from its spiritual reality, the better. And I found this Easter quote from an obviously a non-believing dad. Uh, I shortened it a little bit, but this is what he said. He said, well, we do the commercial, secular Easter. We call it Easter, but we actually don't even go to Easter egg hunts. We do those in our own home. And I put a little extra effort into dinner. It's really weird, though, the father says, because I think our oldest is already starting to figure it out that it's all phony, including the whole Easter bunny thing. And he's only four and a half. 
So to my kids, it's just a day to get candy and toys for no real reason other than somebody puts on an Easter Bunny costume. We don't make a big fuss about it because it has no real meaning to us. We just pig out on all the colorfully wrapped chocolates. We dye some eggs and just chill. I think that father actually painted a very accurate picture of what Easter has become for most Canadians. You might say that Easter is essentially an upgraded version of Halloween. The quality of treats is, is up a notch. Silly costumes aren't required by everybody. Instead of asking random strangers to give you candy, your parents have actually turned those treats into a game of hide-and-seek. I want to say that when you think about Easter apart from the spiritual reality of the message that God has for his world, it becomes a rather odd commercial and secular event. But what if the message is true? What if Jesus is exactly who he said he was? I want to say that Easter continues to offer, I believe, the most life-affirming message the world has ever heard. Just listen to this clip. Okay. It's Easter. So here's what you can expect today. At some point today, somebody's going to stand up in your church house and say something like, uh, Jesus is not dead. He was dead, but he's not dead anymore. I mean, you can expect it. Just like you expect to hear the national anthem before somebody throws out the first pitch or, uh, or happy birthday before somebody makes a wish and blows out those candles. Not dead. Somebody's going to say it. But here's, a, here's the question. This, uh, this not dead Jesus stuff, is it really true? Or is it just something nice to say? I mean, it seems like a pretty important question. Because really, nobody's just sitting there today. The way I see it, everybody's rolling the dice. See, this not dead Jesus stuff, if it's not true, well then, yeah, really, you're probably wasting your time. You'd probably do better to just sing a rousing rendition of Happy Birthday and call it a day. <laughs> or better yet, you could have slept in and skipped all of this. Because <laughs> really, Jesus not dead, if it's really not true, eh, all of this stuff you're doing, sitting in rows, singing a bunch of songs, listening to some preacher talk, eh, it really has just about as much significance as, uh, as making a wish and blowing out those candles. On the other hand, if it is true, eh, well, just imagine the possibilities. Jesus not dead. I mean, he was dead, 
In the ground, dead and buried, the funeral's over, the casseroles have all been eaten, but now, all of a sudden, he's up and walking around again, better than ever. Not dead? <laughs> well, what do you do with a guy like that? My way of thinking, a guy like that, you pay attention to him. And when he says, I'm God, you say, I'll buy that. And when he says, I'm gonna lead you in a parade to glory, you say, let me get my drum and fall in behind you. If it's true, Jesus not dead, here's an idea for you, just today. Beat your drum, sing to the rafters, celebrate like you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. <laughs> just a thought. Video quality wasn't great, but the message, I think, is great. Easter to those who believe remains the most significant reality of our faith, of what we believe. It is the most powerful evidence that what Jesus claimed about himself was true. His claim to be the Son of God went hand in hand with the claim that if you were to kill him, he would rise again in three days. That somehow death could not defeat him. I want to say if you're willing to accept the mystery that God revealed himself in human form, a truth we celebrate every Christmas, yet discount the reality of the resurrection, you end up with an amazing teacher. You might say a, a powerful advocate for social justice, but a deluded and misguided man who in the end was like many other religious leaders, just a man. And you end up with a defeated Jesus and a powerless or empty faith. The Bible itself says that if Jesus is dead, if he did not rise again, then our preaching is pointless and our faith is futile. But if he has risen, as he said, then the Christian faith continues to offer not only the potential for what I will call renewed spiritual life on earth, but the hope and promise of an eternity that defies the finality of death. And the Bible calls it a living hope. The Bible says it's a hope that won't disappoint because we will share in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 13, this is sometimes referred to as kind of the resurrection chapter. It says, we are born with a perishable body, but it will be raised as an imperishable one. It is born with flaws and weaknesses, both moral and physical, but it will be raised in power and glory. It is born a physical body, but it will be raised up a spiritual one because we will share in the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Easter is a glorious day. It's a declaration of victory. 
It is a celebration of life and a celebration of life eternal. So I want to say if you are here under compulsion, if you're here but you might say I'm pretty much disengaged, I encourage you to think of the possibility that Easter remains the greatest declaration of God's power and the greatest expression of his love for the world, his love for you and me. That he would send his one and only son to seek out and save a world full of flawed and at times broken people and offer them eternal life. You might call it the greatest rescue mission ever undertaken. And it's a rescue that is still underway. And I encourage you this morning to consider the Easter story as God's offer to you of a spiritual rebirth that will change your perspective on life and change your perspective on death forever. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. About two weeks ago, my wife and I were in Winnipeg. We were there to commemorate um, the life of her mom, who passed away at 94 after enduring cancer and dialysis for the last 14 years of her life. It was a good time as we gathered. She's a strong believer. She was praying, God, I'm ready to go. Take me home. And I remember as part of the funeral, we were at the graveside. We're at the cemetery. And we carry this wooden box, and in the wooden box, there's a physical body. But as we stood around that, I couldn't help but think of what we heard already this morning, something that Noah Dorsey read earlier. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? And I thought that Eva's own mom, she's not there. She wasn't in that box. That quite literally she had stepped from, I would say, life not to death, but from life to eternity. And that she was experiencing the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. That's the message of Easter to each one of us who believes. And this morning, we should rejoice as we have. And for those of you who might say, Doug, I'm a bit doubtful or skeptical, I encourage you to give it some thought this Easter. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks. Incredible love that you have poured out in Jesus Christ. Father, I think about the message of the Christian faith. That you call us to lives, regardless of our circumstances, that would honor in you. That would honor you, would lift up your name, that we would be bright lights in a dark world. 
Father, there are Christians all over this world who share our faith, but who go through such trials and struggles. But Father, they hang on to the hope that lies within every one of us who believes in you that one day we too will share in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. That we too will have victory over death. Father, it is the great hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Your word says that even as we gather, you are preparing a home for us. It'll be free of pain, free of sickness, free of struggles, those things that we walk through in this life. And Father, may we hang on to that with renewed energy, I pray, this Easter. We give you thanks, God, for the sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf. We give you thanks, God, for the victory of the empty tomb. In Jesus' name. Amen.